the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We cannot contain. Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. Oh. If you pray, if you pray, if you plan, if you do everything well, do everything you're supposed to do, there will be no problem. There will be no trouble. You will just sail through. There will be nothing at all. We have come to find out. We have come to realize, to know that even when we pray and fast, plan and strategize, yet there are times when God still allows troubles and trials to come our way. Such storms. Such storms threaten to sink our ship before it reaches the shores. Your ship will not sink in the name of Jesus. That which you have embarked on by the Spirit of the Lord, you will reach your destination in Jesus' name. Your ship will not sink. Your ship will sail through to the shores. In the name of Jesus, no matter the storms that come along the way, the Almighty will rebuke the storms in the name of Jesus. You see, when Jesus had said to them in Mark 4, from verse 35, let us cross over to the other side. And he got in the boat too. Mark 4, 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Amen. Meaning, you could have done that. Why did you wake me up? You could have done that. Why are you so fearful? When you are fearful, there is no faith. Amen. Jesus Christ had said, let us cross over to the other side. The word of the Lord has been given to them. Once the word of the Lord is given to you, you can count on that word. Amen. But they did not remember what he said. Because if they remembered what he said, then they would have said, Jesus, ask us to cross over. He's in the boat with us. You storm, be quiet. 
But they did not say that. Before we set out on a journey, before we set out on a purpose, receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Receive the peace of the Holy Spirit. If you have received the word of God, whatever comes your way, you will stand up to rebuke it by the same word that you have received. Just like Psalm 119.49 says to us, Remember your word unto your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction. This is my comfort in the troubles. Your word has comforted me or your word has quickened me. Remember your word unto your servant. The word that you spoke unto me. Cross over to the other side. When trouble comes, you will say, the Lord said to me, you said to me, you are the one that directed me into this thing. You are the one that brought me into this relationship. You spoke to me before I married him. You spoke to me before, you know, I married her. Lord, come to my aid. But if you did not receive the word of the Lord, if you did not seek his face before you got into it, you're not going to say, Lord, you asked me to do it. But the point is, even after the Lord has asked you to do something, trouble still come. Amen. But when troubles come, don't run away. Don't be afraid. Just call upon the Lord. You asked me to do this. Lord, arise and let your enemies be scattered in the name of Jesus. The Lord that rules the region of the sea, when the waves arise, when the waves ever arise, you still them. You say, Lord, you rule the region of the sea. When its waves arise, you still them. Lord, rule the region of the sea in the name of Jesus. Yes, it's good to plan. It's good to pray. It's not just good. It's important for us to do all those things. But we, we don't just start out praying. We continue praying. Praying through. Amen. So when troubles come, still pray. Praying and planning to fulfill divine purpose. Praying and planning to fulfill divine purpose. Plan to pray. Pray to plan. Let's just quickly look at 2 Corinthians that we read. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. From verses 3 to 7, you will see or hear Paul talking about sufferings and troubles and tribulations and afflictions and all of that. Now he gave a particular example, a specific example. Even an example of what happened to them, not just him but a bunch of them verse 8 it says we don't want you to be ignorant of what happened to us the trouble that came our way when we were in the province of Asia that we were burdened beyond measure we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life what does that mean the troubles that came to them the troubles that came to them were more than they could handle that to the point of what giving up hope. Oh, it's over. Lord, take our life. We're going to die. Despair of life. When you are in despair, it means you are what? Hopeless. When you just give up. Despair even of life. Paul and his company, the apostle of God, despaired even of life. But would you say they did not pray before they set out? Of course they prayed. Of course they prayed. But you look at uh, some other scripture... He said, praying exceedingly night and day that we may see your face. Praying exceedingly night and day that we may see your face. Just to come and visit somebody. They were praying so much because of the opposition. Because of the spiritual opposition. Praying exceedingly night and day just to travel somewhere. So, they must have prayed here before they set out. But troubles still came their way. In fact, the troubles were so much that they gave up. But 
They were already dead for Christ anyway. So nothing was going to kill them. He said that we were already dead anyway. We were dead for Christ. So you can't kill us anymore. You can't kill us more. Because we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We had the sentence of death. What is to have the sentence of death? You're already condemned to death. And that's what the scripture says that when you are following Christ, what do you do? You take up your cross. Your cross. And you follow him with his cross. Going to where? Going to Golgotha. You're going to the place of crucifixion. You're going to death. So you have the sentence of death in yourselves. They had the sentence of that they were already dead for Christ. With their cross following Christ. They had the sentence of death in themselves. That they should not trust in themselves. They trust in the one they are following. That the one they are following will raise them up. You see that? Verse 9. For we had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves. But in God. But in God who raises the dead. Christ when he carried his own cross. And he was going to the place of death. He believed in his father. That will raise him up from the dead. So when we also carry the cross and follow Jesus, we believe in God who raises the dead. So even in their despair, they believe in God who is able to raise them up, even if they died. Amen. Really, our faith has not reached the full extent it should until we are ready to die for him. And that's the truth. Our faith hasn't matured enough if he's not willing to die. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. So Paul and his company prayed. They prayed, they planned. They planned, they prayed. They prayed, they planned. They planned, they prayed. They fasted. Still troubles came. And when troubles came, uh, they just cast themselves on the Lord and say, you are, ready. you are able to raise us up. You are able to raise us up from the dead. So they just relied on the Lord. Amen. But you see, they were not only the ones praying, but there were many praying for them. And it is said in verse 11, it say, You also helping together in prayer for us, that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf. There are many people praying for them. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's just an example or another example of how troubles still come even after we have prayed and planned and strategized and all of that. But we must not give up. We must keep trusting the Lord even to the point of death, saying that he will raise us up if he's able to raise us up if he desires to, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter 14. Luke 14. Luke 14. One of our texts that we read, Luke 14, from verse 25. Now a great multitude went with him. Now a great multitude went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Wow, that's serious. This is not comparative analysis. This is incomparable analysis. You know, they say you compare apple to apple. Hmm? But this is not comparing apple to apple. Jesus Christ basically saying, you cannot compare my love or the love you should have for me with the love you should have for any other person. If you try to do that, you're going to end up with what? Something senseless. Something that doesn't make sense. You cannot do that. 
to compare my love or the love you should have for me with the love that you should have for any other thing, it will amount to you hating that thing. Amen. It's not possible, basically. It's impossible to compare my love, the love you should have for me with the love you should have for any other thing. Because the love I had for you is the greatest. And therefore, the love you should have for me should be incomparable to any other love. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.